This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. This is Green and Gold History. 50 plus years of stories, championships, and colorful characters. This is Green and Gold History. Hello, everyone. Vince Catronio continuing the countdown of the A's greatest games in Oakland history. We're getting closer. At number 40, Spider-Man makes an entrance in Toronto at number 39. A game that just would not end against the Angels. Number 38, Mark Kotze keeps running and Wash sends him home. Number 37, Mike Fires with his great outing here at the Coliseum. And number 36, the A's exercise some playoff demons. Hope you enjoy as we continue the countdown of the 50 greatest games in Oakland history. When Josh Reddick was acquired prior to the 2012 season, then-GM Billy Bean told him he would be the A's everyday right fielder and not a part-timer like his time in Boston. He responded with arguably his most productive season with 32 home runs, 85 RBIs, and a gold glove performance. He also found an alter ego as it turns out north of the border in Toronto. On July 25th, 2012, he turned into Spider-Man. Here's the 1-0 pitch, and Snyder, it's a fly ball to right. Reddick is going back. Reddick at the track, right to the wall, and Snyder is homered in his third consecutive game. Or did Reddick catch it? He did. He caught it leaping up against the wall and going over the wall to make the catch. An excellent play in right field by Josh Reddick. What a play by Reddick, and that keeps the shutout alive. I missed that one. I thought it went out into the bullpen. And Reddick, you know what he did? He climbed the wall. He actually, what happened is, is that he went up with his spikes into the wall and literally climbed the wall out there, the chain link fence, which fronts the A's bullpen, and then he got up on top of the wall and draped himself up there and reached up the glove and made the catch. So what a play by Reddick as the A's, after two, still have the lead over the Blue Jays. It's 9-0 athletics. A little more than a season later, again in Canada, Reddick put up a power display on August 9th, and that game is Game 40 in our Top 50 countdown. Most of 2013 was a struggle for Reddick. In fact, he didn't get his batting average over 200 until June 16th. Fortunately for Josh, he had someone in his corner providing support all along in manager Bob Melvin. It gives me a good feeling, too, to know that he's confident in me to go out there and play every day. No matter who's on the mound and give me an off day every now and then, but you know, he's been running me out there with lefties and, and righties, and it didn't matter to him who was on the mound. And I think that's one thing that's kept me up here is uh, my defense, and thankfully I, I do have that in my pocket right now to uh, be able to stay here because I feel like if I don't have the defensive you know, prowess that I have, I feel like I would have been in AAA a long time ago. The A's were defending AL champs in a division battle with the Texas Rangers as Oakland again came to Toronto. The A's scored four runs in the first inning, but Reddick's struggles continued with a first inning ground out. But then he found some spidey strength beginning in the third inning facing Esmeal Rogers. 1-0 fly ball deep right. Back on a Bautista. He'll turn. He'll watch. And this one will go. 
off the facade of the second deck. Josh Reddick has hit it out. His sixth of the year. He snaps it 0 for 20 in a big way. And the A's extend their lead to 7-3. With the A's ahead 7-3 in the fifth, Reddick continued his power display against Neil Wagner. As Reddick gets a fly ball to left, Bonifacio going back, nearing the track, at the track, right to the wall, and it's gone. And Reddick goes the other way and hits his second home run tonight. And the A's extend their lead to 8-3. A fly ball home run to left field. And Bonifacio tracking it all the way to the wall, and it just snuck out right over the barrier, about 40 feet fair. On a night that the A's would score 14 runs, the lineup kept passing the baton, and that meant another chance for Reddick, batting in the sixth inning against Juan Perez. Then, with one swing of the bat, he became the first A since Rubio Durazo in 2004 to do this. Outfield, a slight gap in right center. The runners lead the two old pitches. Drilled to right, and Bautista will watch the third home run tonight for Josh Reddick. A breakout game for the A's right fielder. And now the A's extend their lead as the Athletics have moved into double figures in a three-run shot by Reddick. And now the A's have taken a 12-3 lead. Three home runs against three different pitchers on a Friday night in Toronto. And how sweet must that feel for Josh Reddick. And three home runs in his last three at-bats. Yeah, you know, after the first at-bat, kind of frustrating. He, he threw a good pitch, and I rolled over on it. But uh, after that, just took a deep breath and just kept trying to put good swings on the ball. You know, it, it's been up and down year between, you know, bad luck and bad swings. And uh, fortunately for me, if you leave the yard, they can't really catch it if you hit it far enough. So that's one perspective to look at it. But uh, hopefully this is a good sign for me to get going. Josh would add two more home runs the next night, and that kick started a sprint to the finish for Reddick hitting over 300 in September as he and his teammates won their second straight AL West crown. Spider-Man returns with a vengeance. August 9th, 2013, a three-homer night for Josh Reddick. That's number 40 on our list of the 50 greatest games in Oakland history. If you are a fan of the sport, you believe in the time-honored tradition. Baseball plays without a clock. No four-corner stall like in basketball or football's two-minute warning. Yes, in our national pastime, you play until someone outscores the other. Now, most days, that's nine innings. And yes, I know that for now, in today's game, there is a placed rider in extra innings. But on April 29, 2013, that premise was stretched to its limits. And that's why that game is number 39 in our top 50 list. The A's and Angels got together on a Monday night with Dan Straley substituting for Brett Anderson for Oakland and Tommy Hansen starting for the Halos. At the top of the fifth inning, L.A. had built a lead ending Straley's night. Straley throws and it swung a line to left center for a base hit and two runs are going to score. Trout around third, he scores. Pools behind him scores. And going to second with a double is Trumbo. And the Angels take a 6-1 to one lead. Brandon Moss homered in the sixth to get the A's within four. But back came the Angels in the seventh with their star in year two of a 10-year deal. Here comes the 1-2. Swung up, pulled down the left field line. Sussman's giving chase back toward the wall and gone. Flares the barrier right on the camera stand, and it's a two-homer night for Albert Pools. 
and a 7-2 Angels lead. Number 449 in his career. The A's would rally in the eighth inning, starting with a Jed Lowry single. Later in the inning, Josh Donaldson gave Oakland more of a chance to complete the comeback. He's walked, singled, and popped out on the day he was named the American League Player of the Week. So the bases remain loaded. The A's have scored a run, but they need a big inning, and they're down 7-3 in the eighth. Infield double play depth. Leila Rosa out of the stretch. The kick, here it is. Breaking ball bounce into center field for a base hit. Two runs are going to score, and the A's are down 7-5. Moss stopped at second. Lowry has scored from third. Cespedes right behind him from second. And the league's hottest hitter, Josh Donaldson, delivers a solid base hit right up the spine of the diamond. And now it's a three-run bottom of the eighth for the A's. And they're back in it as they trail 7-5. And still in the eighth inning, Chris Young brought the A's closer with an RBI, trailing now by a run in the ninth, facing closer Ernesto Fieri. That brought you out of Cespedes to the plate, and he thought he got it all. But at least he got it up. In the ninth inning, the pitch is swung on and launched to left center field deep. Way back. Trout at the wall. Looking up, it's off the wall. Coco has scored. Cespedes is at first base for some reason, and the A's have tied it up. I think he thought it was going out. The A's have tied it up. Cespedes drills one off the wall in left center field. It's 7-7, but Yoannis never really left the batter's box. He thought he'd hit a home run, and a big mistake there because he would have been the winning run in scoring position at second base. As it is, it's a single off the wall in a 7-7 game in the ninth inning. And so the game moved on into the 10th, and the 11th, and the 12th. Fred Anderson, who was scratched from the start, appeared out of the bullpen in the 13th. Then in the 14th, and on to the 15th, where a bases-loaded walk regained the lead for the Angels. Now with the bases loaded, here's the 3-0 pitch, and it's inside, and the Angels take the lead. So Anderson walks Shuck. He had battled back to get to uh, two outs and keeping the Angels off the board. And now he walks Shuck on four pitches, and the Angels lead 8-7 in the 15th. But in the bottom of the 15th, time did not run out on Adam Rosales just yet. Two out, runner at second. We're in the 15th. Williams throws, and Rosales, a base hit to center field. Around third, here's Norris. Coming to the plate, here's a throw. It's not going to be in time. The A's have tied it up. Throw back to second. Rosales dives into second, and the A's have battled back again. From the brink of losing it with two out in the 15th inning, a solid single to center by Rosales has scored Norris. When the throw by Trout came all the way in, Rosales alertly reacting, winding up at second base ahead of the throw there from Ionetta. And in the bottom of the 15th inning, it's an 8-8 game. 16th, 17th, 18th, all scoreless. And now two outs in the bottom of the 19th, but sessions long closed. Bart station stop hours prior, up stepped Brandon Boss. No balls in one strike. And now the 0-1 pitch on the way. Swung on and drilled to right, way back. Hamilton at the track, leaping at the wall. Gone! After six and a half hours, in the bottom of the 19th inning, Brandon Boss has won it for the A's. It is an early morning walk-off for the A's. Two-run home run. The A's have won it in the 19th by 
in the final of 10-8. They gave everything they had. We gave everything we had. You know, we had guys stepping up left and right. Rosie comes in, you know, off the bench, gets a couple big knocks. Uh, Dino has some great at-bats, ended up scoring the game tying run in, what, the 11th or 12th or whatever, 15th, whatever it was. I mean, we just – tonight was a great night for for us. You know, we did to battle through like that. It's I can't imagine, you know, being at home and, and playing 18 innings and, and losing that one. In terms of time, this six-hour, 32-minute marathon is the longest in Oakland history. 16 pitchers, eight aside used in the game. 597 pitches thrown in the game. On a night and early morning, it was worth the wait. A 19-inning win finished at 1.41 a.m. April 29, 2013, Oakland's marathon win is number 39 in our top 50 countdown. The 2006 season presented something very special for two athletics that year. Now, nearly 20,000 players have worn a Major League uniform for at least one game. But it's far from automatic that playing for a team guarantees you a chance for the ring in the postseason. And this was abundantly clear for both Jason Kendall and Marcotze. For Kendall, he played 1,545 games without a chance at the postseason. And Katze, his number was 1,284. But it was those two hugging when the A's clinched the AL West on September 26th, finally realizing a dream. It was great. There was a lot of emotion uh, on both our ends, just uh, the excitement of, of an opportunity that not been present in our careers up until uh, I think that was our seventh season uh, as professionals or maybe ninth season as professionals uh, at the major league level. And uh, to grind that long and to not have an opportunity to play in the postseason, which is all you ever asked for as a player, you know, it was a special, special time and, uh, and thankfully uh, a successful time up until we ran into Detroit. Kotze's magic moment on October 4th, 2006 in Game 2 of the Division Series is the reason that's Game number 38 on our Top 50 list. The A's went into Minnesota to face the 96-win Twins and play in one of baseball's toughest venues, the Metrodome. Jammed with fans at a noise level that would make a rock concert blush, the A's beat the Twins and their ace, Johan Santana, 3-2 in Game 1 with the combination of Barry Zito pitching and Frank Thomas hitting home runs. Game 2 featured Esteban Loaiza for Oakland and Booth Bonzer for the Twins. Then series hero Marco Scudero opened the scoring for the Athletics in the top of the fifth. We're scoreless in the Metrodome as Scudero stands in for the A's against Booth Bonzer. And the right-hander working out of the stretch. Ellis is on deck and the pitch to Scudero is lined down the right field line. That's a base hit. That goes to the wall. Turning at third and scoring easily is Swisher on a double down the right field line by Scudero as the A's take a 1-0 lead. Back-to-back doubles by Swisher and Scudero to lead off in the fifth. And Jason Kendall took advantage of his postseason debut as well. Outfield plays Kendall toward right. Shallow and right is Kadire. Out of the stretch, Bonzer. Here's the 0-1 now. Kendall, it's a line drive. Base hit left field. Scoring from third is Scudero. Three hits for the A's. In the top of the fifth inning, 2-0 Athletics. Jason Kittle's first postseason hit, a big one, driving in a run. And, oh, by the way, the first two hits with runners in scoring position 
in this series. Scudero and now Jason Kendall. And great execution by the A's in this inning. All the hitters trying to do their part to advance runners, and the A's have scored two. But the Twins rallied back in the bottom of the sixth. First, Michael Kadire homered, and then league MVP Justin Morneau followed suit. It's now 2-1 to one in favor of the A's in the sixth inning. Eliza shakes off a sign. Now ready. And here's the 1-2 pitch. Hit the deep right. Way back. Tie ball game. Upper deck. A's 2. Minnesota 2. Frankie ball down and in right. Cutter touch fastball inside. Just like the, the cutter to Kadire. Back-to-back pitches. And cut fastball. And neither one. Any doubt. High 2-2 in the seventh. Hatze stepped to the plate with Kendall aboard to face lefty Denny's Reyes at a 0.89 season ERA. Working the count to 3-1, Hatze's next swing is still one of the greatest postseason moments in Oakland history. Here comes the 3-1. Fastball hit in the air to center field. Sinking fast coming on. Diving court is Hunter. He missed it. And it's by him and it's all the way to the wall. Kendall will score. Kotze's to third base. Washington is going to wave him home. Here comes Kotze. Here comes the relay. The slide. He's in there. Inside the park. Home run. Mark Kotze. Unbelievable. Getting it by the gold glover, Tory Hunter, who gambled and got burned. It's 4-2 Oakland. The Twins weren't unbeatable at home. But their 54-27 record under that roof was tough to overcome. With two on in the ninth, A's closer Houston Street had to navigate through the lineup to close it out. 5-2 Athletics, two on, two out, bottom of the ninth. They're roaring inside the dome. Street ready, he deals, swung out, popped up, third base side, playable, short left field, Scudero going back, fair territory, he's got it, and the A's have won it. It wasn't easy in the ninth, but Street gets the job done. Nick Punto representing the potential, tying run, pops up in fair territory, back a third, Scudero went back to make the play, and the A's have taken a two games to none lead, They've beaten Minnesota 5-2. Minutes after the win, Mark gave us his view of the moment and what the result meant for him and the A's. Well, off the bat, I knew it got in on me a little bit. I felt that it might get down. Um, I know Torrey was a great center fielder, a gold glove center fielder. He had a good break on the ball, and I think he expected to catch it. I think right at the end, it, it tailed right on him. I don't know if it was knuckling or if it caught a seam. We've seen that this year with uh, some balls hit to Jay Payton that did similar things. So uh, once it got by him, it was uh, off to the races. I tried to stay as loose as I could, and I saw uh, Wash with the, the go sign around third. I think I kind of tensed up, hit a wall, and just gave it everything I had left and came across and, you know, showed a little more emotion than I'm used to showing. But, uh, you know what, it's the playoffs. Uh, it's, it's an exciting time, and, uh, you know, I think, it, I think it's acceptable, I hope. Two veterans, Kendall and Katze, with well-earned monikers as gamers, joined in their green and gold hips, didn't miss their opportunities to be major contributors to an Oakland playoff win. October 4th, 2006, Game 2 of the American League Division Series versus Minnesota is Game number 38 on our Top 50 Countdown. The Oakland Athletics franchise has a long history of great pitching. In fact, less than one month into its existence, Catfish Hunter threw a perfect game. So it should come as no surprise that the countdown includes several pitching moments of excellence. 
May 7, 2019 was no exception when Mike Fires went to the mound against the Cincinnati Reds, and that game is number 37 on our top 50 list. Most no-hitters have defining moments, and this was no different. But how many pitchers on their special night had to deal with a lighting failure that delayed the game on a perfect Tuesday night by some 90 minutes? By the time Fires joined the A's in 2018, he was a 33-year-old veteran of three organizations, Milwaukee, Houston, and Detroit. And despite not being a hard thrower, he already possessed the no-hitter with the Astros against the Dodgers in 2015. It was the 2019 season that catapulted his name on a national level. When Oakland faced the Reds, they were struggling. Losers of eight of nine games and 15 at 21 overall. And so was Fires, with a disappointing two and three record and a 6.81 ERA. Fires opened the contest, retiring six straight, and got early support from a player who would be instrumental all night. Now here's the 1-1 pitch with Piscotty at first, and Profar lines went down the right field line, a base hit in the corner. Puig over to field the ball. Here's Piscotty to third. They're going to wave him. He's around third. Going to be a play at the plate, and the throw, and the tag, and he is safe at the plate. Somehow he looted the tag of Barnhart. A bang-bang play at the plate. Profar is at second base, and the A's take a 1-0 lead. That score remained the same as Reds pitcher Tyler Maley was keeping the team close. In the span of two pitches in the top of the sixth inning, Fires' bid for a no-hitter received spectacular support on two defensive gems. Here's the pitch by Fires, and it's a swing and a pop-up. Short right, a long run. Profar going out, still going out, has a play, diving, and he corrals it and wow. makes a sensational catch. Down the right field line, Piscotti wasn't going to get there. Olsen going out from first, and Jurex and Profar made the best catch he's made as an athletic. Full out racing. He was the only one who could catch it, and then diving at the last second, still in fair territory, skidding on the turf, and holds on for out number two. Oof. Little bit of a snow cone, and the ground didn't cause a fumble. That's a great, great play. He's made some great ones to his left, diving, mm -hmm. but line drives, but nothing close to that one. If something happens tonight, hang a star on that one. Joey Votto's 0 for 2, and the pitch to Votto is a fly ball left center. Lariano going back, still going back at the track, at the wall, leaping at the wall, <laughs> and he pulls oh, it wow. back. Do you believe that? <laughs> back to back, unbelievable plays. You'll never see two better plays in sequence than that. Lariano racing toward left center, just to the right of the 388 mark, and full extension, as high as he could go, backhands the ball over the wall and brings it back. What would have been a sure home run. Preserving the no-hitter through six innings for Mike Fires. Unbelievable. We go to the bottom of the sixth. A is one, Reds nothing. After the game, Mike fires with his reaction to those two outstanding plays. Profile laying out and putting his body on the line again for me. And, um, you know, any, any ball hit out the center, you're, you're thinking, you know, this guy's going to have a play. So, um, you know, he, Votto hit it pretty well. I think he was sitting soft there, uh, got his pitch and didn't miss it. You know, luckily, um, you know, we're playing here in Oakland. and. You know, Loriano had a little bit of room to go up and make a play. And then, um, you know, I, I just got to thank these guys, man. Um, you know, I, I play hard for these guys, and they play hard for me, so I love it. With his pitch count rising, but still not allowing a hit, Byers got more help, and it was Profar once again in the bottom of the seventh. 
catch up with family and friends. Fastball driven to the gap, right center field, hit well toward the wall, and it's gone! Jerickson Profar with a laser to right center. His third home run as an A, and he gives Oakland a cushion, now leading it two to nothing. Profar, who has done it with the bat and the glove tonight, onto the ninth inning, leading two nothing and a pitch count exceeding 120. Fires retired rookie Josh Van Meter on a pop-up and struck out Joey Votto, leaving Eugenio Suarez in the way of history. Pitch number 131, seal the deal. Two runs, five hits and error athletics. No runs, no hits and error for the Reds. And Suarez a right-handed hitter. Here's Fires reading Fegley. Now ready, here's the turn, the kick, and the 2-2 delivery is swung on and missed on a breaking ball in the dirt. And Mike Fires has thrown his second no-hitter. And tonight, on May 7th, he has done it for the Oakland A's. And the A's have blanked the Cincinnati Reds by the final of 2-0. Fires revealed his game plan throughout the night to attack the Cincinnati Reds. Command's the biggest thing, especially for a pitcher in this game, and um, you know that's where I need to get back to. You know, challenging these guys, going right at them, and then expanding late. And um, you know that's that's pretty much what we did tonight. You know, a lot of these guys were aggressive, and uh, you know once we got them, you know the two strikes, we started expanding. The no hitter lifted both Fires and the A's, the eighth gem in Oakland history, with the no no. Fires began an unbeaten streak of 21 games with 12 wins, and Oakland, who was in last place in the West on that night, moved into second by the end of May and route to 97 victories. Another magical pitching performance thanks to Mike Fires' second career no-hitter. May 7th, 2019, that's game 37 on our greatest games in Oakland history. So much was different about the 2020 baseball season. Just the fact that there were games at all in the middle of a worldwide pandemic was an incredible feat of partnership between players and ownership. The reality was a 60-game shortened season, taxi squads, alternate site workouts in the absence of minor league baseball, non-stop health and safety protocols that had to be adhered to each and every day. Also, different extra inning rules and expanded rosters and playoffs. The A's won the AL West for the first time since 2013. Now in previous seasons, that meant an automatic bid to the division series. But last year, in 2020, that only guaranteed a three-game wildcard series at home. Oakland had not advanced in the postseason past the first round since 2006, and years of losing a winner-take-all game continued. Facing the Chicago White Sox, the A's split games one and two leading us to number 36 on the countdown, October 1st, 2020, Game 3 of the Wild Card Series. Mike Fires and Dane Dunning were the starters and began a conga line of relievers for both teams. Chicago opened the scoring in the top of the second with their gold glove center fielder. They just broke their streak of losing five straight elimination games yesterday. They would like to exorcise those demons today the green and gold. Here's the delivery now, and that's a deep drive to left, way back, and Grossman will turn and watch, and it's gone in no doubt. And Luis Robert gets the White Sox on the board. It's 1-0 Chicago in the second. Both Fires and Dunning were gone by the third, 
But the White Sox added on as the man known as the Big Chill extended things. Here's a 2-1. Off-speed line toward left center field. On the run, Grossman can't get it. Splits him. It's up against the wall. That's going to send Robert around. He will score. Mazzara gears down into second base with a double. And the White Sox have extended things to 3-0. The White Sox team second in the league during the regular year. It runs scored first in slugging, first in home runs, and they are having their way so far this afternoon against the Athletics. Still being shut out in the bottom of the fourth, the A's turn to their rookie catcher, Sean Murphy. Their hottest hitter in September, hoping to greet October in the same manner. And he did. He hasn't really driven the ball that well in the air yet today. Here comes the 1-0. Fastball, there it goes. Sean Murphy on cue, unloads on Cody Hoyer, bombs away. And game on. A blast for Murphy, his first with a man on base all year. And it comes with Grossman aboard. And the A's have come alive. They trail three to two. And the beautiful thing about that when Murph hit it, he just dropped the bat, dropped his head, started his trot. I mean, that's how strong this young man is. And that's why I was hopeful that Laureano could get on base because one shot like that could have tied it. But at least Murph got him on the board. And there's no doubt when he hits him, they are no doubt. There would be more from the A's in the fourth and more pitching changes from the White Sox as well. Their sixth pitcher of the game, Matt Foster, walked Mark Canada to tie the game and followed suit with Matt Olson. Three balls and a strike. And the pitch, and that is inside and low ball four. And the A's have taken their first lead today. Back-to-back -to -back walks Foster to Canada and Olson into score Simeon at its 4-3 athletics. And the best thing for the Athletics, this is a huge, crooked number. And that's what they were looking for. And remember, all this has happened with two outs. The White Sox bounce back with another Mazzara RBI to tie the game at four. In the bottom of the inning, the Sox seventh pitcher, Evan Marshall, retired the first two batters. Then two walks and a catcher's interference set up an opportunity for Chad Pinder in this tight playoff contest. And the right-hander ready, turns, throws, and Pinder, it's a drive-in, it's going to be into left field for a base hit. One run is in, second run around third, the throw to the plate, and the slide, and not in time, Listella scores the second run on a base hit to left field by Chad Pinder, and the A's take a 6-4 lead. What a clutch hit by Chad Pinder, and again a big two-out hit for the Athletics. Murphy scored from third, Listella from second, a close play at the plate. Simeon went to second stop there on Pinder's base hit through the left side hole. Had to wait to see as Tim Anderson would dive into the backhand side. The throw coming in by the left fielder angle all the way, and it was to the foul territory side. The catcher, Grandal, had to go to his left and try to come back and try to lay the tag on Listella. He missed him clearly, and so no replay, and the A's lead by two in the fifth. Still leading 6-4 in the eighth, the A's faced one more challenge from Chicago. Their MVP first baseman, Jose Abreu, was at the plate, facing a member of baseball's best bullpen, Joaquin Soria. Jose Abreu, the big man, a 6'3", 250, 33 years of age, a lifetime 294 hitter. And Soria trying to take care of him right here as the White Sox have runners at first and second. And the pitch is a ground ball to short, might be two. Simeon flips to Lacella. He goes to first. The A's get the double play. Perfectly placed, the ground ball toward the bag at second. The flip by Simeon onto Lacella. And the A's get a massive 6-4-3 double play on Abreu to end the inning. 
We go to the bottom of the eighth, and it's still a 6-4 athletics. It came to the ninth, and closer Liam Hendricks on the mound. One day after a 49-pitch roller coaster that he had to be bailed out of by Jake Diekman. Nomar Mazzara, he was a factor earlier in the game, would be denied allowing the A's to turn the page on this dark history. James McCann is at second base and out of the stretch at the belt. And again, the 2-2 pitch, and here it is. Inside corner, ring him up, strike three called. And the A's have won it. And they're moving on. The Oakland A's have won the series in a great battle today with the White Sox. <laughs> and maybe they have vanquished some demons today. <laughs> and now maybe Bob Melvin can take a big sigh of relief and say, thank you, Lord, because there's no doubt he had to be thinking every time a runner got on base, one swing of the bat, something could happen. Six to four, the A's beat the White Sox. It took over four hours and 17 pitchers, Ray Fossey. What? And the A's got it done. Liam Hendricks, some redemption today. He had to go back to game seven of the 1973 World Series versus the New York Mets to find the last time Oakland won a winner-take-all playoff game before Oakland beat Chicago in game three of the 2020 wildcard series. That's number 36 on our top 50 countdown. This has been a presentation of the Oakland Athletics.